Hello and salam. Welcome to Muslim Viewpoint, a new podcast series powered by American Muslim Today, a groundbreaking non-profit digital newspaper which champions civic engagement. AMT informs and empowers the diverse voices of almost 30 million Muslims here in the US and other Western countries. I'm Rifat Malik, I'm AMT's editor-in-chief, and today we have an interview with Gulsum Abdullah, the first female weightlifter to represent Pakistan and the first to wear the hijab while competing at the World Weightlifting Championship in 2011, about the benefits and confidence that can be gained from learning proper lifting techniques. She also touches on why it's important that Muslim women feel powerful in their own bodies at a time when many are being attacked due to inflated tensions from the Israel-Palestine conflict. Abdullah was invited by a group of Colorado Muslims who hosted a weight training and self-defense class for Muslim women um, at Endorphin Gym in Denver. She spoke to our producer, Maya. Um, you're the first female weightlifter who represented Pakistan in the um, world championships. So what was that like for you and how do you think you paved the way for other women? Uh, so that was... Yeah, I guess an interesting experience, I could say. Um, I remembered at the time, um, everything was happened very quickly. Uh, so when I was first um, qualifying for the USA National, and then they, they said they wouldn't let me compete. Um, after some months when I you know, talked to civil rights organizations and such, and then CARE issued a press release as soon as they had issued that press release in 2011, that's when everything was very quick um, from the media attention to um, the International Weightlifting Federation taking my case, them changing the rules, then me going and competing at USA National. And then a few months later was the, um, the World Weightlifting uh, Championships representing Pakistan. Um, I think because everything happened so fast, it was kind of a blur at the time. So I never had time to really absorb and realize what was, I mean, I knew it was happening, but just realizing the impact, I think at that time, I was just like, go, 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 get ready for this, get ready for that um, and prepare. And then during it and afterwards, um, I would say that, um, the experience was, um, at least at the time, I didn't notice it that much that I think it was helpful where it just, because it got you know, pictures and videos and press that that was then used to um, be shown to others. And then I think, the, the so the rule change happening and then the visuals of me just participating um, at the USA National and then at the World. Uh, weightlifting championships. I think that helped to propagate what happened and then for other women to that might not have done it before to start doing it. Um, and then to today, I would say the one of the biggest things that resulted was um, one Egyptian weightlifter, um, Sarah, Sarah Sarah um, and the Rio Olympics, she was the first one or Arab woman to get a medal um, in weightlifting. Uh, and she does practice wearing hijab on her head. 
Well, the, the reason I started it was just because um, I had gotten into, uh, I guess, say physical activity, um, which was the Taekwondo in graduate school. And then that led me to wanting to just stay, you know, doing some kind of physical activity exercise because of the benefits I was getting from it. And um, I was doing strength training at the time. And then that led me into um, weightlifting. And that's, yeah, that's really why it was just, it's my exercise. And similar to say um, other people who have um, a, a particular say sport that they do, whether it's for, uh, for participating in competitions or if it's just you know, to do recreationally for their selves. Um, I would say that I just got addicted in a sense to it and got used to it helping me um, that I wanted to just keep continuing with it. Can you tell me about your involvement in um, this event that was hosted for Muslim women, um, teaching them about strength training and weightlifting? Um, what was that like, and why do you think it's important to have events like this? Sure. So, um, actually, now as you asking that, um, I don't even know of events like this exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've heard of wellness retreats and whatnot, um, but the whole reason it even happened in the first place was um, because um, Paul Galloway, so he's the brother in uh, Colorado had reached out to me. So he he knew my story from before with weightlifting back in uh, 2011. And um, he, you know, he had said that there's, it was already a program being planned for the brothers with um, Sheikh Abdullah Oduru. I don't know if I pronounced his name correctly, uh, but he's from Yakin Institute. And so he said he wanted to try to see, could they do something similar for the sisters? Um, so at that time, um, the reason I agreed to do it or why I think it's important is that th there just really isn't, either there isn't anything or it's very rare, um, especially for Muslim sisters, let alone Muslims in general, you know, regardless of the gender. Um, and since they, you know, since they were willing to, um, to work with me on what I would be teaching and, uh, you know, paying for my ticket and lodging and giving me an honorarium, which I say, you know, I don't take it lightly because not very, very few people actually even offer that to me. Um, either they, if they do reach out to me, they want me to do things for free or out of my own pocket. And I don't know if that's just because I'm, I'm a female and they only do that for males or just for popular Muslim males, but um, that's usually the reality for me. So I rarely do things like this um, for that reason. Um, but because of all of that and that I know it's something important, because I, I have women asking me all the time um, questions about strength training, motivation, confidence, and um, I know I know that there's a demand for that because of this. So that's why I agreed and I went. And then um, 
it happened to be that it occurred when um, the tragedies and the bombings in Gaza are happening. And I think what that um, high, you know, highlighted, I guess, is that in addition to just our general health, um, unfortunately, we also, we should be doing this for um, ourselves, our safety, um, protecting ourselves and our family. Yeah, exactly. So can you go more into depth about why you think it's important to, um, for especially Muslim women to be able to defend themselves or feel um, comfortable or powerful in their own bodies? Well, just being healthy in general, um, or being as healthy as you can be, or being, say, the best version of yourself, that's always going to be important um, because the healthier you are, the stronger you are, um, the more efficient you can be, the better that you feel um, about yourself mentally and physically, the more that you can get done. Um, and that's, you know, outside of emergency situations. And then say, if, you know, hope, hopefully it doesn't happen, but if it does, there is an emergency situation, you're going to be more on your toes and more alert and, um, able to to do something about the situation with less fear um, because unfortunately if say someone is um, attacking you or they're going to attack you it's going to be by usually by surprise and you know you're you're not going to expect it and you need to act very very quickly very confidently to um, to be able to get out of that uh, situation and then something I'd mentioned before you might have seen in that newscast with the um, the local Colorado news is that when you yourself are healthy and strong, um, you're also going to have a different vibe about you and the way that you walk and that you handle yourself with more confidence. Um, that body language is also helpful for you to be less likely to be the target of being a victim as well. And, and also by having this upper hand, um, you'll be able to help other people if you need to and intervene. Why do you think uh, there should be more events, programs, spaces for Muslim women to be able to feel comfortable uh, working out and doing physical activity? Um, I think a big, a big reason would be um, having safe or comfortable spaces there are either none or hardly any. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't know how many, but men, some women will go to a gym that might not be women's only. Um, and some might find women's only gyms and they, and they might go, but even with the few women's only gyms are out there, I think it's still not enough um, for, for the women to gain the knowledge and the confidence to be able to even just get started and then also needing to be consistent in what they're doing. Um, so I think that events like this, uh, where they know there's a time and a day and a space where um, there's going to be other women uh, there and that it'll be most likely just women and that um, there's not going to be any judgment about um, their background or whether they have any, um, you know, 
experience and fitness or strength and whatnot and, and feel comfortable asking uh, any questions that they'd like to. So I think um, that's why that it's helpful. But even beyond doing these one-time events, um, I hope that in, say, any community that it does happen in, which I hope would be more often, is that they would have group efforts to help each other stay uh, stay consistent with um, an activity. Well, Maya also spoke to Neda Kakia, a Denver resident who helped to organize the event and also participated in the class. And she talks about her passion for exercise and healthy living. Why do you personally like to host these or like like to organize these kinds of community events? And why do you think it's important? Yeah, I really love to host these and sponsor these kind of events because I feel like so many times the community, at least in Denver, um, it can be, it can feel like a subset of cultures, like the cultures, the different cultures that we have around Denver metro area become their own community, all within Islam, right? So all within the Muslim community, but so many times they get segregated off by region of the world or country that people are from. And so this is probably one of the first programs that was like intentionally meant for any and all folks who wanted to come. And it wasn't just like this message is hosting it or this organization is hosting it. It was like a collaborative effort to get folks there. And so for me, what I think is so important about that is that it takes people out of their silos and brings them together in community over a topic that I think is so, so relevant, because even in our dean, there's a huge part of being able to, you know, respect the body that God gave you, right? Respect this, um, this space that you're in physically <laughs> until we pass, right? And so with that and the importance of staying healthy and getting fit and getting active, that is also a huge part of Colorado lifestyle. Like being in Denver, being in Colorado, a huge part of it is being outdoors because we just have a beautiful state to do that. And so this was a slightly different twist because it was indoors, but specifically focused on weight training and conditioning. Um, but I think a huge part of that and why that's even so important is that when I believe that when sisters feel strong within their own body, there's a lot more uh, potential of what they can do both physically and emotionally when it comes to dealing with the demands of this, this era, um, whether that be from Falstein to Israel and being able to protect oneself or just dealing with Islamophobic um, nature of the world, <laughs> the Islamophobic approach that folks have, especially as we get closer to elections and we have local elections now. So I think it's not only because of those things, but I think being able to feel confident in oneself and your physical ability um, can take you a long way. Yeah, I'm glad you already kind of touched on that because I was going to ask you, you know, why is it so important for specifically Muslim women to feel like they can protect themselves in the current, um, you know, political climate, basically? Yeah, I think it's definitely, definitely the current climate. But I also think it's just in general, right? Like for me growing up, um, I had to take Kwando growing up. And I feel like in a lot of other sports, so I did basketball, soccer, I did softball at one point in my life, um, never volleyball, <laughs> a lot of the other ones, but Taekwondo was the through and through. And I did that probably for 12 years of my life. And I think a big reason of why that sticks out to me and what that did for me personally was that it gave me a sense of confidence and awareness in my own body. So yes, I can defend myself in case I get into a situation in which it is dangerous, just enough to get out of it, right? And I think that's the biggest piece we always tell folks, you're not here to beat them up, right? No, absolutely not, right? You're just you're just there to protect yourself to get to a safe place. Um, but I think another thing that that did for me, it was also just like a, a shift in how I carried myself, right? Shift in how I confidently talk about um, what I believe and why I believe it, because I know that if um, anything were to happen and I needed to protect myself, I could get to a safe place while I'm also speaking up 
about the things that matter and really challenging narratives that don't match my experience or and or the experience of I think a lot of the umma. And so I think there's that piece of as we push back, there is going to be folks who listen to that. And there's also going to be people who see that as a threat and other folks who seek violence, um, not within our community, but seek violence against us for speaking up. And so I think there's a big part of being able to confidently say what you got to say, um, while also being able to be in a safe situation or get into a safe situation if you need to. We've kind of both. Yeah. Um, do you think there are any misconceptions about uh, Muslim women being able to be active and do sports and, you know, weight training, all these kinds of things? I absolutely think so. there's misconceptions. I think both within the community as well as from the outside, right? Because there's the long laundry list of examples in which folks around the world and especially in the U.S. think that, you know, just being Muslim, being a Muslim woman in particular comes with oppression. And I think that is such an outdated narrative and stereotype, but it just keeps being present, keep persisting, which is just so sad to see that it won't go away <laughs> because there's so many people who've spoken up against it, but that is just a lingering stereotype. And so, yes, there's that from the outside of folks who aren't in within Islam, but there's also people in our community who don't believe that women should be um, exercising or getting active or fit or, you know, somewhat depending on the exercise or the approach that people take might see that as haram or like, you know, these kind of like stereotypes, even within our own community that I think at the end of the day, we're in an era that we need to get to the point where we see and stop policing women's bodies, whatever that look like. And I think a big part of that is reclaiming one's own body, right? Because I think when a woman, the most dangerous thing to the world is an empowered woman, uh, because she can move mountains. And I think there's that piece there where in this context, it's let's figure out how you can feel confident in your body. Um, as all of these things are pushing back on you within the community, sometimes within one's own family, to, uh, of course, the outside, the Muslim community pressures that come from just Islamophobic uh, understandings of what our faith is and isn't. Yeah, thank you. Um, so why do you think it's important to um, continue pushing this narrative that we can be physically fit and that we can push ourselves and try new things yeah i think it's so important because i think there's so many things in the world that tells us how we can't right i think there's an endless list of things that tell us that we can't do these things and so i think it's really important to not only show them like yeah we actually can do this and there are people who are doing that but also highlighting the stories of people who just you know, that's just how they approach life was like, you know, even with Colson's story, and I bet you probably have talked to her for the interview. But even with her, it's like it, she didn't she got famous because she was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to compete. And I am going to protest and like, you know, be able to wear my everyday gear. And that's what got her famous, right? And so for her, it wasn't like, I'm doing this to like fight back. She was like, no, it's my everyday life. And I'm absolutely not going to do this unless I can live my life the way that I need to. And so I think there's so many stories of people like that, even on our Saturday panel that we hosted, that we intentionally brought, yes, we have Kulsum there as one of our uh, special guests, but then we also invited folks from our local community, folks ranging from people who founded a Denver Muslim Outdoor Club, um, which is a very active group in Denver that is hosts outdoor events for women to stay active. And they range from young women to mamas as well, and, and their children, which is really sweet, to folks who are personal trainers and and like longtime educators. So our panel had a lot of folks on it. Um, one of them being the gym teacher at our uh, like Crescent View Academy is the name of our Islamic school here in Denver. And so that one as well. So she was there as well. So there was a very intentionally curated panel just to show people stories 
ways of why it's important just to live your life in a way that that feels liberatory to you in a way that feels like you physically are in your own skin and comfortable within that. So I think it's both hosting the spaces and opportunities for folks to actually have those chances, as well as sharing the stories of people who are already doing that to inspire folks that you can also do this as well and push back on these different narratives that don't serve us anymore. Yeah. Um, so can, can you just tell me what it was like actually participating in the class? Um, you know, what did you learn? What was it like being there? Do you think people enjoyed it? Yeah, it was really sweet. And, you know, as as one of the organizers, I you probably can imagine, like, I'm running around most of the time. <laughs> and so I was also the person who contacted the gym. So we got us a local gym um, with an incredible partner who just literally paved roads for us to be there. Um, and so I was kind of like, welcoming folks and calling folks and, you know, trying to find them where they're at and give them the directions. And so I, when I eventually got the chance to be in the gym and do some of the lifting, it was so cool just to be able to um, do things that I already do on my own time, but in community and have Kulsum as somebody who's there to show us, you know, how does the lift actually work and her pull out the PCP pipes or whatever they're called. Um, and she was like, how do you physically do one with those like large, um, uh, I'm totally spacing the name of barbells. <laughs> like what's in the word and so it was really neat to be able to experience it in and of itself and I think one of the most powerful pieces was just being there with the sisters and these are folks from folks who I know in the community already and it was so nice to reconnect uh, as well as folks who I'm just meeting for the first time and we had a whole mix of folks from people who wear hijab folks who don't people who wear the niqab like it was just such a cool space and the gym like cleared it out so all of their members were asked just to give us our own time so it was just Muslim women too which was so special uh so I think being able to participate in that even though I was like running around and calling folks and you know tracking the folks to get them there I think there is that level of, of just being in community and just that solidarity was exactly what I wanted and exactly what I needed as well as what I saw that the sisters needed and appreciated as well it was just being there to be able to be together during all of the stuff that's happening with Fulstein and the night before there was even a conversation that we hosted around it. And so it was just a lot, there's a lot happening in the world. Um, and it was just a moment that we could just be together and practice something and tune in into our bodies and fine tune our techniques. And that was really special. Thank you so much for joining us this week from me and Maya. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at American Muslim Today. And if you'd like to read more about this story and access more digital content, feel free to check out our website, AmericanMuslimToday.com. We'll see you next week on The Muslim Viewpoint. Viewpoint.